Forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. But damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have the talented, the artistic, the comic enthusiast, and the heartbroken, J.R. Gonzalez. How we live in J.R.? Happy, very, very happy and thrilled to be alive in these days of... uh, my football season's over, so <laughs> I can feel I it. Have to do something else. I can feel the joy. <laughs> I feel <laughs> your joy is so believable right now. It's it's amazing. I can't <laughs> even contain myself right now. Like I'm just whatever. But yeah, you know, happy days. This is the first episode I think uh, that we've ever recorded in January where Tom Brady hasn't been uh, first off currently alive in the playoffs, but second off, uh, it's the first time I've ever seen Jr. crack a beer. On an episode where we're not doing a beverage breakdown, so you seem to be firing all yeah, cylinders, Jr. I love it. A little peer pressure, <laughs> a little bit, peer a little pressure, peer pressure, a little depression. You mix that all up. I think I stir it up. I'm very, very depressed. A little peer depression at the moment. <laughs> yeah, just depressed with. Yeah, not that depressed, but not happy. I just feel like the dynasty's <laughs> over, bro. Like, no, stop saying only, that already. It's over, man. Oh my god, it's over, dude. Game over, man. Game blank. over. TB 12s not coming back. That's what everybody's saying, but we'll see. Even if he does, what do and you even have to if build he does, off of? Exactly. I mean, he's not—he's not a good quarterback anymore. <laughs> I don't know. He looked—it didn't look that bad to me. Everybody just needs to get off the horse of "oh, it's over." I mean, give it a break. I mean, last year Patrick Mahomes was the shit, and now it's this year it's he's still uh, the shit. He's still the shit. Lamar and Brady was Lamar Jackson's the shit, but I mean, he didn't do that well this year either. I mean, he was injured. He was injured. His knee moved out of the moved out of the place, but whatever. His knee moved out of place. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm not. I'm never gonna discount the Patriots until he is actually really stopped playing. Here's what's gonna Um, happen. Bill Belichick is going to be like, I have something to prove, and I'm going to go to a new team and win a Super Bowl with that new team because that's going to cement my legacy. And dude, he doesn't he's need gonna, to do anything like, else to cement that shit. Coach, he's going to coach the Cowboys. Oh my god! Or or, or Tom Brady because they're definitely not going to re-sign that guy. So and, and he's he's in a, a free agent year, so he's going to yep. shop around and he's going to take the the team that's going to bid the most. And guess what team is going to bid the most for him? The L.A. Chargers, bro. He's going to be the quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. What? Where are you getting this no, intel? No, I've, I've, heard, I've heard very, very many scenarios. I've heard him going to Dallas. I heard, I've heard i never heard Bill Belichick Why would leaving. they take Tom? I, I'm not taking Tom Brady right now over Dak Prescott. Because they got to pay Dak not, if they want to keep him. 
Yeah, I'm paying Dak before and I pay Tom Brady. What well, the Tom fuck? Brady will Why be a budget. That? Like Tom, Dak's gonna be fucking expensive. He's gonna want top, top money. Yeah, I'm. I'm telling you right now, Dak is not as good as as. I mean, the yeah, he just he's got. I just never seen him great under like the best games. He's only good under games that don't really matter. And yeah, uh, I don't think he's a great quarterback. Well, he, he but I'm taking Dak over Tom Brady. He murked the sure. Hawks in the playoffs last year. I'm not gonna lie, Dak killed us. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not really. I'm a just believer. gonna play the wait game. Yeah, Jr. If he doesn't end up end up with the Patriots, I'll be fine with that. Jr.'s spiraling in denial. So let's move on. Um, it's not denial. And let's go it's to us. what's re- what really must hurt is that you're at, you're watching Jimmy G. Just oh my tear God. it up on the Niners right now, which is so must be so sad. Uh, Chiseled jawline and all, I don't, dude. Well, that that should have been it. that should have been the like that should have been the guy that took over the throne. Like that should y- y'all should have just kept him. Tom Brady should have waltzed out. Jimmy G should have taken <laughs> the to throne. Move on. Zach does not want to move on. He wants to live. Here. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> no, feel like I don't, there's just so I don't, much. I don't, there's so much there. I don't think that's I true. I, I think everybody keeps forgetting that he literally wasn't – they were in the Super Bowl last year. They literally were in the Super Bowl the year before. They literally – I mean, they missed the 2000 – I mean, come on. It's not like the guy just – it's not like the ball is fluttering in the air. The ball still gets. He there. has no weapons. I mean, he, he has no. Bro, fucking he's starting. Weapons. He's starting to get that Peyton Manning ugly duck throw. Oh no, you are not. <laughs> the neck post neck okay. surgery. Peyton Manning threw a duck, <laughs> dude, dude. That was like he was throwing left handed. That was so bad, dude. He throws, like he he knows he the play. A, he knows where he wants to go with the ball. It's just the ball is just. Peyton had to crow hop to throw like a five yard slant. Yeah, dude, that was yeah. that yeah. was painful to he, watch. And they won a Super Bowl. They still won a Super Bowl though. Physically, he's yeah. Oh uh, man, that's yeah. that's funny. Well, let's 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 introduce our uh, our third host here. Who's been let's not let's just bit. skip him. Uh, Zach let's Barlow, aka I want to say the real MVP of the Seahawks victory today. Um, Zach, mm. how are you living? You know, I'm living pretty well, Jordan. Um, Seahawks won today, and it's uh, been a pleasure watching them just defeat the the Philadelphia Eagles. It's going to be a pleasure watching them march straight to the Super Bowl because I honestly feel like we could take Green Bay and Lambeau oh, yeah. next week. That's a winnable game. Oh, yeah. Easy money. Easy money sniper. You know what else I did today, Jordan? Before we move on from the Seahawks, I want to get to what you did today. But I just want to say, your prodigy, the, the person you trained with all offseason, DK Metcalf, he showed up Bro. big today. I just want to thank <laughs> you for that. Bro, he's the he's the new Megatron. Dude, I don't know we what have, you did to him, but I'm we sure. have a Calvin Johnson on our roster. <laughs> Russell Wilson literally has a young budding Calvin on on the roster right now. And I'm telling you, it's going to be it's going to be real real dirty for the rest of the league for the next 10 years. You thought the last 10 years were bad? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Wait for the next. I'm telling you, it's gonna be bad, bro. We're gonna just do so much damage to this league. Oh man, we got two number one wideouts now. I love it. I love yeah, and Tyler Lockett is a beast too. God, he always has this one eye dro- jaw dropping over the tiptoe over the shoulder catch like every week. It's just insane. I remember when Dougie Fresh was on the squad, and then he left, and I was like, nobody's ever gonna be able be able to replace Dougie. But like, I watched Tyler play, and I'm like, all right, so. What Tyler brings to the table is like blistering speed with Dougie Fresh like hands where he just like makes these insane catches. Mm-hmm. It's just like, all right, well, damn, I, you know, I was wrong. I love Dougie Fresh, but I just feel like Tyler Lockett is better. I, I, I think that he has definitely um, 
a higher ceiling. Yeah, he's faster. Yeah. He's uh, he's been relatively healthy, but yeah, I I, I love Tyler. I mean, I, I mean, come on. Me too. Imagine if we still love had Josh him. Gordon. God, remember him? Fuck. That been nah, crazy. I forgot. Um, but what were you gonna say? What else did you do today, Zach? So today, um, I took a dance class. Jordan, Jordan, and Jr. I took a dance class. What? You know what I did? I uh, yeah, you're uh, you're uh, you're backing up your uh, info on this Patriots with your dance class. <laughs> you know what? Jr. is cool because I I watched that game very closely. I stu- I, I study the game of football as as you all know. But but I uh, today <laughs> I I actually had to walk out of the Seahawks game a little bit early because I I had a waltz class. I was guess I said waltz and you actually went to waltz. It literally is a waltz class. <laughs> No. That I'm taking with uh, Alicia and no. her parents and my mom. <laughs> and, you know, Your I probably mom? shouldn't say this. And, and Alicia's it was, it parents. Might have, it, maybe that was supposed to be a surprise. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, here's the thing, guys. The here's world the knows now, bro. Oh. Well, all, all six of our listeners. So that's. that's <laughs> hey. But here, here's the thing. Hey, there's the seven. Thing, boys. We have a wedding coming up. And here's what I'm not going to do. Waltz Just with sit your mom. up there for the mother son dance and and wedding dance and all that shit, and make a hundred people watch me sway back and forth. That's uh. not happening. What is gonna happen is I'm gonna fucking drop some dope beats and I'm gonna just fucking silver lining playbook some people and just show them that you know I'm gruff. You know I have a dark past, <laughs> gruff, but I also have dark. a six pack and I have like swift feet. And You're not any, and don't have any of those things you just said. I'm basically Bradley <laughs> Cooper, Jordan. <laughs> so you run around with a trash bag and you have mental problems? Is that? Yeah. Is that <laughs> that's, that's part of gruff and a dark past. Don't get too granular, bro. Just let it let it ride. Oh, fuck. That makes me so happy. I, I can't even talk anymore. I can't. So. I'm so happy that you're waltzing with your in-laws and your mom on a You had to leave the Seahawks playoff game. <laughs> A one-score game early to go to waltz lessons. <laughs> Trojan horse, man, you weren't lying. Trojan. Hey, but we caught we caught the fourth quarter. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Okay, we were in Seattle. Okay, it was a good time. Yeah, it's lots to catch the end. That's, I mean, you can literally watch just the fourth quarter. Of we Ray missed Seahawks the third game. quarter for a waltz lesson, and then we went back into a bar on the for the fourth quarter and grabbed another beer. Oh, finished the game. Oh, so. well, fuck, that's just a good Sunday. That, that completely changed. Yeah, it was, it was it was a great Sunday. Yeah, coming you, off a great. You don't Sunday. need to watch any other quarter besides the fourth when it's a Hawks game. That's the only quarter that seems to matter. All right, All right. well, uh, <laughs> such a glorious intro. Oh man, so many good highlights. Well, we're gonna get into our uh, our topic of the day. Um, it's another reaction episode. We've had a few of these now, and we're gonna have a couple more because there's just so much good TV out there right now. We gotta we gotta get it to your ear holes. Um, but we're recapping the Mandalorian. Uh, the Disney Plus headline of their, um, you know, of their new program, and you know, honestly, it's the talk of it's the talk of the town, as some might say, um, with all the Star Wars, uh, the the recent saga ending, Disney Plus starting, Mandalorian hopping on. Um, there's a lot to talk about. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Jr., you want to hop into story time, just kind of give us a you know a breakdown of what the Mandalorian story is. Yeah, let's start. Um, so it is a, I guess they're calling it kind of like a, a space western, kind of like a, you know, it's obviously a web television because it's only through Disney Plus, but it takes part five years after the Return of the Jedi, twenty five years before the Force Awakens, Awakens, 
and it's the uh, the character Mandalorian is a kind of a species of warriors, right, from a certain planet of areas, and it stars um, one specific. So if anybody doesn't know what a Mandalorian is, they kind of didn't put these into the actual movies. What they did was these were a lot more on the animated series where they talked about it, and that's Boba Fett. Um, if the most famous one, obviously, and so uh, since people gravitated towards that character a lot throughout the years, they kind of came up with this series, and um, it's it follows this Mandalorian who's a bounty hunter, which is what they kind of are, and trying to um, kind of traveling around, uh, saving. Um, I can read a quote here from John Favreau, which is the writer and creator. Of the show, Love me some five. and <clears throat> talked. What? Um, are you there? Yeah, I just said I love, yep. love me some Favro. He's my okay, boy. Cool. Um, <clears throat> after, after the stories of Django and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges emerges in Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. War or First Order. The series depicts a lone bounty hunter in the outer reaches of the galaxy, far from the authority of the New Republic. Um, and that's from John Favreau describing his show. Um, <clears throat> and there's kind of a lot of cool things. It's each each episode is almost a new story in itself, and he's it's following um, this Mandalorian, which they call him Mandos, and kind of developing kind of his background throughout and figuring out why who he is. So that's kind of you know a simple synopsis about it. Yeah, and and honestly, I got a little bit twisted up when I first started because I didn't understand the timeline. Um, <clears throat> spoilers galore. So, listeners, if you ever listen to our episodes, you know what's coming. But um, you know what it is. Yeah, you know what it is. Uh, the the baby Yoda reveal threw me off because when I first saw it, I thought that baby Yoda was a young Yoda. I didn't know the time that we were in. And and this. So you thought it was actually Yoda? I thought it was like a prequel. Yeah, another one. Yeah. It's like Jesus. And, it, and it's super crucial to to really kind of zoom in on the time that we're in because. Um, I think that that could be like an easy mistake that a lot of people make. So that character cannot actually be Yoda. And like, I think it's also kind of doubly confusing because the internet has like dubbed the character baby Yoda. And so it's real easy to be like, Oh, that is Yoda. It's not, it cannot be Yoda. Yoda is dead at this point. Whoa. I thought Yoda was, I thought the spirit of Yoda was channeled into your new cat, Zach. <laughs> the hell happened? Um, that doesn't like to be. That loves to be held all the time. Yeah, the, the yeah. baby. Yoda. By the way, if anybody wants that fucking creature, let me know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yoda is actually in my living room right now and just cries all the time at my feet and wants to be fucking put in a goddamn baby manger. So um, <laughs> it's a baby Yoda, dude. Yeah, sure. But but Yoda is actually dead at this point. So that character is, although called Baby Yoda. Not actually Yoda. It's an it's a different character. I just want to make that point. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. What, what what confused me about the timelines, and I swear, um, I I thought this the entire series. <laughs> um, I thought Carl Weathers' character was uh, Lando. Um, <laughs> Why? I just I I forgot that Carl Weathers didn't play Lando like <laughs> earlier in the movie. And in oh, your mind, man. you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Carl Weathers obviously played Lando. It's probably the most racist thing I've ever said in my life, but I thought. <laughs> Lando was clearly Apollo Creed. Yeah, what the fuck? Let's break that down. I'm sorry. How do you come to that conclusion? I didn't even think about it. It was just like, oh, Lando's in this. Cool. At least I recognize one character. Jeez. And it wasn't him at all. So uh, that threw me off. I was like, oh, Lando's old, so it can't be a prequel. And 
Lando was definitely not Lando. Um, so I was all over the place when I first started this, but then I did some research to get a get an idea of the timeline. And once you do that, yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Um, but uh, it's basically what Jr. said. I mean, it's a spaghetti western type deal in space. Um, and for those that don't know what a spaghetti western is, it's like the westerns that they would make in Italy. Um, if you haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, go see it. But uh, Leo plays a spaghetti western actor, and uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a, the old westerns, but with a little bit less seriousness to it, and a little bit more irony and comedic dialogue and sarcasm and stuff like that. So a little bit lighter western, which mm-hmm. this death I think definitely captured and did a great job of. Um, but basically, the, we can dive I, into I, it. I mean, what do you guys? I also think that yeah. I also think that uh, uh, Mandalorian is. I think that it's like an oversimplification to just call it like a space western or spaghetti western because I feel like it it draws like so heavily, almost equally as heavily from old samurai movies. Yeah, and I feel like the the Mandalorian himself is like very kind of uh, driven from or a derivative of uh, samurai characters because it's code. This is the way. Like I can't take my helmet off because. This is my like. I just feel like that code doesn't exist so much in spaghetti westerns. No, I feel like you're right, and I think that the Star Wars in general is like the Jedi are almost like samurais. I mean, I think that's what they were based off of when they were originally written. Um, it was kind of like samurais in space. It was based on right. the Jedi are, and 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 Mando is not a Jedi by any means, and Jedi don't even seem to be relevant in this um, this timeline because you don't see lightsabers really at all until the very end, but. Um, that is that the code, the honor, the whole piece, like the, the creed or whatever they take. Like, yeah, I, I totally see that. Right. The samurai aspect is, and, is huge. And there's like a, there's like a really famous old samurai movie. It's called Lone Wolf and Cub. And it's about this, this, um, formidable samurai warrior no, named, here I go. This, I'm going to attempt this and I apologize if I butcher this. Ogami Ito. Uh, and essentially he's like the, a master swordsman and then he, uh, stumbles upon a child and then kind of takes to the child. And then, you know, it's, it's a story of like the adventures of him while he has to kind of not only protect the child, but like kind of keep the child a secret and so on and so forth. Um, and I feel like that, that, that Mandalorian has just drawn a ton from that story. I'm glad this was a, this was a. A story that ran it's actually a manga that ran between 1970 and 1976 i'm glad you said that zach because that's my opinion on the whole show really is that it's pulls from a lot of other it's tropes just, it's just a manga from 1970 no it's just pulls it's just it's a manga from the 1970s is the first thought <laughs> i had no i think that it's just this ah man i have a lot of opinions on this and they're not very popular but i think that mandalorian was the least original thing i've seen in a really long time what I can agree with that. I thought it was just I can everything was predictable. The character, oh god, the character dialogue. Don't get me started. But like the storyline of the hardened loner who finds a child and it softens him and makes him change his code. Like, like that has been like that's it's like fucking the Hound and Arya. Like it's just it's just a, a a common thing. And and 
oh man, everybody's flip flipping over Baby Yoda, but it's just fucking Gizmo from Gremlins. Like that's literally what Baby Yoda looks like. Just put green <laughs> ears on Gizmo, and it's the same fucking character. Uh, Even the mechanics look the same like as Gizmo. Nothing creative. No, I just don't think that it was. I don't. <laughs> this is getting such high praise, and everybody loves it, and I, everybody I talk to loves it, and I'm just like, what? Like I have a lot of opinions, but the part that really gets me is that it's just no originality from from my perspective. I feel like this is the most original show that Disney has done with Star Wars <laughs> since they bought the property. Yes. All right. How? <laughs> I'll crack the second beer Bro, for that because, one. Because this, this doesn't have anything to do with the Skywalkers. It doesn't have anything to do with like that whole story. Plus, it seems to have a plan, which I feel like the, the new trilogy, the, the Skywalker trilogy with Rey kind of seems so freaking super random. This has a plan whereas okay, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Have you Okay, Cowboy Bebop. Let's go to Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop was a masterpiece. Y'all know how I feel about Cowboy Bebop. We don't have to go into it that hard. But what I do want to pull away from it is that Cowboy Bebop seemed like a a episodic kind of monster of the week random episode where none of these uh adventures had anything to do with each other. Until you realize that they do, which insinuates that the the writer and the creator of this story had a overarching plan the entire time, because you have to have that for those rand for, for randomness to actually not be random at the end, for all the keys to shift, move, and then it creates something that you didn't see before. And I feel like the Mandalorian does that. It's episodic. It's random. It is kind of don't care. It doesn't have. And I'm not episodes. saying it's great as Cowboy Bebop because it's not. But hold on. Because I think it, it's not as great as Cowboy Bebop. But what I am saying is that there is a plan there, clearly. And I do feel that it's a pretty original story. You have a original character. This, this guy has nothing to do with Boba Fett. Everybody thought that he was going to be, you know, a clone of Boba Fett or Boba Fett himself, right? It has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. It has nothing to do with what was previously established. And it's a, it's a, it's a story that... It just goes in a different direction, and I feel like that's that is original. But I'm not, whereas Ray is like, I don't, I haven't seen the the last movie, so don't spoil it if you've what? seen it. But you haven't? I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, me either. That's just how but much. But it's like Disney's fucking, fucking no, Disney is ruined. Star right? like Ben is Han Solo's son. Ray is probably goddamn Luke Skywalker's daughter. Like who knows? But it's like they're clearly just just riffing off of shit that's already happened. And Mandalorian is not. Yeah, it is. You just said what it was riffing off of. Just because it's not riffing off of Star Wars doesn't mean it's not riffing off something else that's already been done. Right. It's riffing off of. But 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 let, let's let's like kind of put it into context though, because every other property that Disney's done has clearly riffed off of something that's already happened within the same property. Oh, so they went. So John Favreau went outside of Star off, Wars. At least now we're putting in some type of homework, Jordan. We're actually <laughs> looking at other shit. To put into Star Wars, I feel like it's more original than just saying, oh, you know, surprise, surprise. Kylo Ren's actually Ben Solo. Weird. Oh. <laughs> okay, Ray. Oh, okay. Luke Skywalker. Weird. Like, I just feel like it's it's more original than that. I don't disagree with that. I think that the, the ever since... Honestly, the fucking prequels were terrible. Like, when going back, they weren't... They were good. I liked them when they came out. But rewatching them, they were pretty bad. But they were more original than the fucking new saga that they've created. And the new saga is like, 
forgettable. Like it's just like like we, none of us have seen the fucking movie yet, and I have no like I'm gonna see it obviously, but it's not like I want to go race to the fucking box office. And I think that's the that's the impact Disney's had, and and this it's just like it's like when you drain a like a like a a farmland out of like you overproduce, you know, you just lose all the nutrients in the soil. And now you're just fucking creating bland ass vegetables. Like that's what Disney's doing to star Wars. And it's going to do to everything. It's just got its talons into it. And it's going to bleed it dry and get every ounce of fucking cash they can out of it. And people are going to go fucking watch because it pulls on their heartstrings and it has their emotions attached to it. But like, when it comes to originality and, and uniqueness, it's just not going to, I guess I, sh- I should, go, I should know better looking for that and just accept it for what it is, but I'm too stubborn to do that. Let me ask I you this. I don't though. think it's Mando kinda... is, is in that, in that, in that box that you're putting it in. Okay. I feel like it's more original than that. Okay. But JR, go uh, ahead. Yeah. You, you weigh in on this. I'm, well, I, I love that. Cause I think sometimes we're always kind of like in the spectrum of things like, Jordan's like way over here and then you're like way over here and I'm like right in the middle. And this is exactly why we, I think this, ha- the show works for us. Cause I, I'm like right in the middle for the whole thing again. Um, I don't think it's like crazy original, but it was something great to watch with Amber. Like we watched it before we went to bed, you know, we were entertained. Um, and I think all the star Wars, I'm not a huge star Wars fan either. I, I don't think it's the most original thing or grateful thing I've ever seen. I, I, I like star Trek stuff better, but um the the mandalorian fits right into the whole thing with star wars i mean it's not i'm not gonna like feel all and great about it you know um the way i've done with other movies or inspired by it to to write i mean it is it is very i mean you guys named a couple things that it that it reminded you of it reminds me of like hellboy a little bit too where he's just roaming around from place to place to place you know and and inherits you know these things that he needs to take care of and you know eventually he has to fight the big grand bad guy at the end you know and it's um it's just one of those journey type of shows so uh, for me i didn't see any creativity that like inspires me but i also like the whole thing i mean i also enjoyed some of the neat, neat things that they brought to life like you're saying zach there's some cool things that they brought but i mean i'm not gonna like you know fall in love with it <laughs> <laughs> What? Let me ask you this. Wow. Did you like the main character? Did you like the lead character, Zach? Did I like him? Did you think that Mando was like a good lead? Yeah, I did. Why? What did you like about I think him? That, um, I think that he was a special hero because I think that you never got to see his eyes, but he still made me believe and feel things. I think that it was easy. Well, not, I don't want to say easy, but I think that he was more complex than just... A, a bounty hunter that only cared about money. And that was very clear to me. And the conveying of that complexity had to happen without us being able to see his face, more specifically his eyes. Because a lot of actors use their that to kind of convey different emotions and things, but we never got to see that. Um, but we still understood as an audience that he cared about items and things and, and, you know, baby Yoda and he kind of wanted to find a home and he was more complex than just a flat character to me. And so I think that that's a great job by the actor. I think his name is, um, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, which played, uh, uh, Prince Oberyn in Game of Thrones, who I loved, by the way, I love that. Fucking loved Prince Oberyn, the red Viper. Wish he was around for longer. I think I love that character. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, so I think that that Pedro Pascal had to, had to create that complexity through like um, body motion and um, line delivery and timing instead of face, which I think matters. I feel like that matters. The other thing is that um, once you saw his face, it didn't really take away from the character at all. You kind of saw his face, then it was over. People got over it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked him. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, I didn't. Um, and <laughs> if I didn't know that was Pedro Pascal by looking it up, I, had no, I would have no idea that was him. And I think that's kind of the point. But also, I think that he just was bland as fuck and super soft. And, like, he's supposed to be this hardened bounty hunter, but he, like, usually in this common trope, which it is, the hardened loner is softened over time and, like, eventually starts to feel. In this, he was just soft from the get-go. And I know he's not, um, he was, like, a, a wherever they, t- they t- the Mandalorians took him in. So he's not a Mandalorian born. He's... He's a outsider, or whatever. So he has probably more of a they conscience. Call him like a youngling or something. Uh, from no, he was planet, a right? he was a. There's a not a change. There's though. a word for it. It ends in ling, though. I know what you're talking about, but um, he just foundling. Like, yeah, foundling, and he was just so ready oh, to yeah. be like, like he's just so like polite and so like kind and so sweet. But he's also like supposed to be rugged, and he's not rugged. And he has cool fucking gadgets, but like he gets murked in almost every fight he's in, and somebody saves his ass. Or there's thousands of lasers getting shot at him and he's just not getting hit. Like in the opening, when he's fucking trying to break into that door and the droid's like protecting him, there's literally lasers flying by his head for like th- All right, three minutes. And he's just like working on this thing. He's just working on it. And Word. Then- but, that, but, yo, but we're still in Star Wars, right? I mean, I, I don't necessarily feel like... I hear you on that last point about the lasers, but I don't necessarily feel like that's something that we could... We, it, like, that- I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you're gonna... If you're gonna call that on the mandalorian then you got to call it on every single other star wars ip that there's ever been because that's been consistent throughout the entire arc where those lasers have always flown around and nobody's ever hitting anything i i agree with you but i don't think it, i think it was more obvious in this and it's been obvious in those um pre i i want to say uh the Phantom Menace and those movies were pretty like Clone Wars. There was a lot of lasers flying around, but usually like the Jedi's blocking Even shit. Even the and older everything. ones, but I feel like they have like lightsabers. They're around. blocking shit and everything. Like it's just I don't know. I I feel like they make this him out to be like this the greatest bounty hunter in the parsec, where the hell the client said, and he's really not. He doesn't really do anything that impre- impresses me. Like he has a couple cool things where he shoots his little thing. Like when he takes down the ship, that was fucking savage. What up, what up, what up? It's your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Jordan, just checking in. Seeing how y'all are living. How you doing out there? How you listeners doing? You enjoying the episode thus far? I really hope so. Hope you enjoyed the new intro. Um, you know, you guys asked for epic, and that's about as epic as it gets. I think it could be more epic, honestly. Um, and I just really want y'all to know that I was shirtless when I recorded that. So, um, Just let you know that this episode of Hop Heroes is brought to you by RS Figures, the number one pewter statue company this side of the Mississippi. 
and that is a bold statement, but if you've seen their work, uh, you would not disagree. They've got everything you're looking for from Magneto to Luke Skywalker, and honestly, the craftsmanship is incredible. You can find them online at RS Figures on Instagram and on Twitter. You can find them on Facebook and YouTube where they do their big reveals. And if you do shop on their site, be sure to put in the special promo code HOPHEROES, and you will get free shipping on any purchase order over $50. It's a great steal, and the quality of the product is mwah. And for those that can't see me, that is an Italian kiss of the fingertips, a.k.a. a seal of approval. So please go shop now, buy things, and buy me something and send it to my address. Thank you guys so much for listening, and here's back to the episode. That was dope. Okay, let's go through savage moments of, of the Mandalorian. Okay, let's talk about times you guys ass kick too. Let's do that. Okay, so first savage moment in the bar, <laughs> episode one, chapter one. He cuts a dude in half with the door. What's his dialogue? I can take you in hot or I can take you in cold. Choice is yours. Like It's just fucking like a third <laughs> grader wrote this dialogue, man. Not a terrible line. It's not a good line. They don't have any good lines, and I need a good line for my fucking characters. Like their dialogue was probably the most frustrating part, but also like, is that are, are we are we including? I'm, I just want to say Mandalorian's badass. Like, let's let's put dialogue to the side. Was that not badass that he fucked all those guys up at the bar? That bar scene was pretty cool when he okay. laced them up and he got caught in the middle of the door. That was cool. That was like that was like opening scene. All right, let's fucking go. And Word. Okay, heist heist chapter. When all those droids come out, he runs out and fucking wrecks all the droids by himself. Oh, you mean when he doesn't and he like swings through and holds his stance there like he just did something cool when he knows there's a droid right behind him and the droid fucking hits him and then he gets saved and the person shoots the droid? I, can't... I don't remember that. I don't remember I remember that. he holds his stance after he like cuts through him and he's like holding it like it's like a fucking like a freeze frame and somebody's behind him still and they shoot him or they come at him and, and the, his fucking armor reflects the laser and then the droid gets killed. It's like... He's not, I don't know, he's not as smooth or as rugged or as witty or as clever or as badass as I want him to be, ever. Like, I, like, until he fights that ship is the only time I was like, okay, fuck yeah, that's that's a, that's the greatest bounty hunter in the, gal- in the fucking universe or whatever. Wow. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what's the next moment? You I think he's pretty badass, but <laughs> or he gets murked by the fucking mudhorn, and then the fucking and Yoda saves him. I mean, um, do I think he's badass or not? I, oh man, I don't think he's badass. I mean, I don't think he's like. I felt like Boba Fett was much more stronger and much more wittier than he was. I mean, he caught up, you know, compared to to him. But, um, it was just, I I think the the problem for me on this show was I mean I liked it. It was entertaining. So I'm not not gonna like throw it under the bus here. But I I do agree with, with Jordan on how the main character gets thrown around a little bit. I mean the at times I think the baby Yoda stole the show, so I mean it's kind of it was kind of like a you know, for for I think when Amber and I got really excited about the show is when Baby Yoda came in, not for all the action scenes. They were normal action scenes. I mean, it was cool to see, uh, you know, um, other characters and other things involved from like the previous 
movies and stuff like that, but it wasn't like over the top for me. I've particularly since we've been watching a lot of TV lately, it's for me it's towards the bottom of the pile, but entertaining all the same. And I, I just want to say, Zach, I feel like I'm coming at you pretty hard on this, and I'm not trying to. I just I, I feel like I'm I'm by my my I'm on an island in this with these opinions. So Jr. kind of agreeing with me is is gonna is gonna lessen my my intensity. I don't want to feel like I'm coming <laughs> at you because every time I've talked to somebody, I'm I'm alone. So I, that's the only reason I feel like I'm I'm my guard it's is up. It's a good feel show though. Everybody probably feels good when they watch it. Like it's not like. You're not gonna go dig dig deep dive like you do and and try and get the script. I'm that, petty the as shit about that stuff. So that's what you want every time. You're like, I want to read the actual script and then I'm gonna want you know. I feel like people they want it. the script was written. Go. They wrote emotions in the script in this. I feel like they told you how to react and then react this way, and, they, and the actors do it like they held up they held up cards. Like, like when the, the girl audience, the you laugh okay, here the side chick the shock trooper or whatever the. She was dope. She sucked. Are you kidding? She had how? Why? She had no personality. She was like, "All right, this is when you act tough," and she has that smirk. Let's like, get her name right. Um, uh, Gina uh, Car- Cariano, which is a former MMA fighter, by the way. Cool. That's cool. Former uh, former lover of uh, uh, of Superman, uh, Henry Cavill. Wow. Cavill. All right, that's an Easter egg. Ooh, so, he likes to get tied. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. she would she be my ass? Absolutely. But was she? She was more dramatic than like cool or tough. Like. Like she just was like she was like the, the the girl that could also kick your ass and like but had like that arrogant smirk but she was also not her dialogue sucked too like the fucking other arm wrestling and Yoda chokes her out and like she and then Yoda stops he's like no stop it and then what is his name Queel he's like oh curious or whatever and she goes curious he almost ripped my head off and it's like <laughs> I could are you kidding me like give me something better than that like she just has. No personality, and then and, and they go to the town and they train the town how to defend themselves in a day, with all the shooting and the. It was a montage scene, <laughs> oh Jordan. It was more than a day. <laughs> it Jesus. was a day. They said we relax. Had, it's it coming was a at, montage. They said it's coming tonight, <laughs> and they had to train them in a day. That's a montage. Uh, but by the also, way, Quill there, was, uh, I feel Nick like there Nolte. was like cool lines in this show. Like this is the way. This is the way. That's a memorable line. I've spoken or whatever he says. The Quill guy. I like Quill. Quill was cool. Quill is badass as shit. Yeah. I have spoken. I have spoken. Dope. Badass. I did like that. He was pretty cool. I felt pretty bad when he died. That that was the also, coolest part when, of the when, show when he died, though, because I did not uh, think they would Mando do that. first met the shock trooper, and they, and they, like, beat the shit out of each other, and then they had a stalemate. The fight scenes were actually Yoda, okay. Like, interrupted it with soup, and then Mando was like, would you like some soup? That was cool. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool, man. I'll give you I'll give you another cool part when, when Baby Yoda ate the frog. That was funny. Yeah. And here's the thing that we haven't even discussed, we haven't even touched on yet, which we got to because this is seriously the best part of the show. IG eleven. Oh my fuck. You wanna talk about the Hands droid? down the best part of the show. What is with is your IG-11? affiliation with droids, dude? You're like the opposite of Mando. You fucking love droids. <laughs> I fucking love droids. Dude, I don't love droids. You I named your IG-11 cat after a droid. <laughs> Okay, because that's clearly the best character from the best Star Wars movie that there's ever been. But Rogue, oh god, all right, I'm not, Bro, we're not going into that. We're not going I, into that. I think battle. sometimes people have hard times with the droid name. So IG Eleven is the bounty hunter droid who turned into the the, the nurse <laughs> turned droid. Into the nurse droid. And <laughs> let's let's be real. His his he's programmed to to take care of the child and he, what's he do he puts him on his fuck shit up. puts him on his chest and takes him into the heart of the battlefield like how is that a nurse 
program decision <laughs> to take him because he knows that he's about to fuck shit up, bro. It's the, he the, gets the safest place the kid can be. Uh, All right, episode one, IG Eleven comes through. Wild Wild West episode, really cool episode, and he's just wrecking shit all over. But what's funny is that they is that start to lose the fight, one? and he keeps trying to self destruct. I'm gonna self destruct now, and Mando's like, "No, don't self destruct!" Like he keeps having to get talked out of self destructing. You guys didn't like that? I thought that was hilarious. That was cool. Okay, so then whatever, Mando ends up capping the dude in the head from behind like a bitch. But anyway, um, and then. Everybody thought IG was dead. IG gets re, uh, I guess, alive by Quill, kind of rebuilt, reprogrammed to be a nurse droid. And then IG ends up saving the day at the end by not only saving Baby Yoda from those biker uh, uh, stormtroopers, but also that scene at the very end when he was walking through the lava and then finally he self-destructs. Okay, Bruh, come on. You, Overarching narrative, what are we talking about? If you tie about? it to the, the first episode, that's cool. But it's also like, I feel like it was so unnecessary. Like, the whole the whole finale pissed me off because fucking Gus from Breaking Bad, whoever the, his name is, the bad guy, he like, he has him cornered with this giant weapon pointing at him. And he goes, I'll give you till nightfall till decide. And it's like fucking yeah, noon. Yeah, that was... That was- <laughs> crazy that's like what are we doing here why are you giving him till nightfall you already kidnapped the kid and the kid's like waiting up on the hill like they have the kid and they're just like waiting for them to decide like <laughs> makes no fucking sense and they finally all the like it, it like none of this that's a lot of time to figure something none out. of the stuff <laughs> just trying to say it's all like put in place for the story but doesn't make like would never actually happen and like like at, when they go through the battle and mando's wounded and like no leave me i'm not gonna make it you know I'm not going to make it. Leave me. And the droid comes in and sprays some fucking Febreze on his shoulder. And he walks out. He's fine. Like, it's just like... He, he doesn't walk out as fine. He's definitely hurt. <laughs> but he's able okay. to walk. He knew he least. was going to die. And he wasn't couldn't even get lifted up. And then a little bit of a spray on his shoulder. But it's also a sci-fi movie, Jordan. So, I mean, there's technology that we don't understand. Which is a <laughs> problem that I think we should circle back to. But please continue. Why are they the only... Like, if, if that technology exists... And you can literally program it into a fucking nurse droid. I think you'd carry a little canister of it on your hip. Like, if you can just spray a wound and you're fine when you're about to die, I would have that on me at all times. I'd be, especially I if, feel like your problem isn't with Mandalorian. It's with Star Wars as a whole. Oh, it is with Disney and Star Wars. Absolutely. I am uh, 100% on uh, that. Sure. We can we can key in on Disney, and I think that's that's warranted, but I think it's bigger than that. Well, but Star Wars was at least original. Now it doesn't even have that. So that that's what Disney's Disney's not letting it die. So it, it creates, like, I was fine with Star Wars because it was original. Now it's not original, and it's the cheesiness is getting worse. So it's it's a whole thing for me. I'm getting hot. I, I'm I getting mean, hot. How are we going to feel about it when, I mean, they're really choking out all these Marvel things out here, too. And mm-hmm. uh, But what's different with Marvel, I mean, that is a whole who knows how long it will last, it has great character development. Like, the way that they went about Marvel was seamless like they created these yeah. characters and they created buy-in like I, what i feel like this move like mandalorian the main character jin jin or whatever his name is he's like tony stark without any personality and less gadgets he's iron man but not as cool but, or as fun but jordan th- th- it's a different model bro like we're not coming out with mando like movie one movie two movie three we're coming out as episodic series that's going to continue and so, I mean, maybe season one, we don't know a ton about 
I mean, let's think about it. This was clearly purposefully done. Clearly so. You didn't even find his name out or see his face until the last episode of the season, which is to say that their whole purpose was to try to create a unnamed hero to just kind of have a mask and then push the narrative forward by himself. They And then we still don't know who Baby Yoda is, which is them clearly purposefully creating a narrative in which we don't get the answers that we need, so we tune in for season two, which, I mean, who's to say if that works or not? I think it might, but... Of course there's not character development yet because they're trying to withhold that information from us. You should have a character development in your main character in a, the first season of a show. I love Tony Stark from Iron Man 1. I, I loved him. Everybody does. I don't like fucking The Mandalorian. I, I'm not, I have no interest in his character. He's just there. He's got no edge and he's also soft and gets his ass saved a lot. So I just... I, I, I have no, no buy-in and I didn't... I didn't agree. Like, I didn't believe any. The only conversation in this entire season I believed was the conversation between the two stormtroopers while they have the baby up on top of the hill. Their banter back and forth was the only believable conversation in the entire season. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. That's a when good They're both on their speeder bikes. Yeah. He's like, can I really see it? And he wants to see the yeah, baby like, so bad. That was the only conversation. Like, wow, this is what it should be the whole time. Like, this is actual, realistic, believable conversation. And that was the only time I, I, I saw it. And then your boy comes in and murks him. But they, I mean, they're stormtroopers. Who gives a fuck? But that was the only time I they get murked. Yeah, they're they're there to get murked. <laughs> exactly, it's their job. <laughs> but that's the only time I believe the, the the dialogue. And 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 this is I I am Zach. You're you're in the majority here. You are right. I'm not saying I'm right. Like this is how the world feels. This is how you feel. And I feel like it's gonna get a great review when we do our craft or trash. It's gonna have a higher ranking than I give it. And season two is gonna be beloved. I'm sure. But like. I just think that they're getting away with pulling out heartstrings and redoing tropes that are believable. And they're not doing it with the character development that they had in Marvel. So I feel like that's why it doesn't have the same legs. And it's a typical me. Disney uh, production, right? I mean, that's what they do in every movie. I mean, how many Disney movies do you cry in? Oh, Pixar. <laughs> yeah, they'll just pull. Every single one. Pull at you. Every one. They know what works and they fucking just prod at you until you cry. <laughs> but also but also I feel like this might be a different a different methodology, right? Because like you said, in Marvel they do clear character development. Even in Disney movies, right? I mean clearly they do character development. Um, you know, Simba starts as a cub and then ends up being the king and you know exactly what his motives are throughout the entire story. But what I'm saying is that this is you want to talk about originality, we're sitting right in front of it. This is this is something that Disney is is taking a new model. They're saying I'm going to name another story in which the protagonist, you never, ever see his face ever um, the entire time. The protagonist, you never see his face or hers. It's tough. I don't know. Exactly. That's Man, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> this is, this is a, this is, that is not an easy model to put forward. And here they are doing that exact, that exact thing. And here's, and it's, Here's the reason why, because they know no matter what, there's going to be people like you, Jordan, and there's going to be people <laughs> like you, JR, but guess fucking what? Season two comes around, you're going to sit your ass right back down on that couch, and you're going to watch season two, and if they know sure. that for a fact, because they're Disney, and this is Star Wars, and this is The Mandalorian, what they can do is they can change the game. They don't have to give you the nuggets that you want and that you expect. They can take those away from you, withhold them, 
in order for a bigger payoff later, which I'm hoping will happen. Obviously, I don't know, but that's that's okay. an original model. Are you saying that you're waiting for something? For sure. What are you waiting for? Everybody like, is. What? But like, answer. If, if you're talking about like character development specifically, I don't think that's going to happen because the characters are there. Like they're they are who they no, are. No, dude, it's for sure going to happen. I they're just not likable. Like who? To me, at least, they're not likable characters. I don't know how that's going to change. Showing me his face. I mean, actually, if Pedro's helmet comes off, I'll like Pedro a lot more because he's a fucking good actor. But there you go. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I love your optimism, and I, I mean, you're obviously you, you enjoy the show, so it's it's warranted optimism. But I just, I don't have that same that same hope, I guess. At least you <laughs> see that originality, dude. Uh, the originality of of. Yes, not having a protagonist show his face, I think that's cool. And I knew I knew it would be a challenge, and they are taking the challenge on, and they're succeeding. I, I agree with that. I just think that the dialogue could still be better, you know? Um, one last thing. I wrote down a bunch of issues I had. One last issue I had was <laughs> after the final battle, uh, fucking Lando, who obviously I know isn't Lando, and uh, fucking the MMA fighter girl, I don't know. Like, literally moments after the battle, they both simultaneously decide they're going to live on that planet. Like, we're just going to stay here. Why not? You know? And it's just like, I don't know. I feel like it's just so, like, none of this would ever happen. It's just just written in the story to, like, make them do these things. Like, why would they both simultaneously decide to live on that planet for no reason after the battle? Like, literally. Maybe they were feeling moments. each other, dog. Oh, those two? Maybe off off camera, like freaking. They're just banging out. Carl Weathers just started spitting, bro. He showed him those Apollo Creed abs, and she was just like, "Damn, bro." <laughs> you ever I seen know Predator? How to fight I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's he's like, case. "I'll go a couple rounds with you." Trying to box, girl, was good. Dude, he he was fucking jacked in Predator. So I, I mean, if she's seen if she's seen that, I, I get it, but I just have a hard time believing that. All right, Zach, what do you got for us? Somebody think. All right, so I just have a couple facts uh, from the show that I think that are interesting that we can kind of dissect. First one is that Boba Fett is actually not Mandalorian. Um, I've actually heard that. Yeah, so so uh, we kind of mentioned it earlier in the episode, and I, I let it slide because I knew that that there was going to be we were going to talk about it tonight, right right now. But so um, is he clone? The f- is that? So, he's actually not well, d- a Mandalorian. He's define he's just... Mandalorian because I think that's a big deal for so people to a understand. Mandalorian is so. There's two ways you can become Mandalorian, but but I guess like the the umbrella way to define it or the higher level way that would encapsulate both of those ways is that a Mandalorian embraces the culture of Mandoa, which is derivative of Mandalore, which is a planet in which the Mandalorians have come from. So, that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be Mandalorian as in a race to be a Mandalorian. You can also embrace the culture. So it's almost like as a religion. A foundling. Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. So it's 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 kind of a race and a, and a religion. Hmm. It's both of those things derivative of the planet Mandalore. Boba Fett is a not Mandalorian and b not a practicer practitioner of the culture. Of Mandoa. Hmm. This dude is straight up just a bounty hunter that wears the armor. God, he's so much cooler than fucking the Mandalorian. 
No, he's Jordan. Boba Fett. No, he is not. He's just a fucking. He is not wearing the gear. Doesn't not. But the Mandalorian is also not from like the Mandalorian planet. Correct. He worships. He follows the code though. But exactly, he's a foundling who practices the. I guess you could call it culture or religion of Mandoa, which makes him a Mandalorian. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes Boba even fucking cooler. He doesn't give a fuck. No, follow no rules, dog. That's not. God, that's not what we need. Who needs rules, son? This is my world. The Boba Fett um, had like one line in like three seconds of, of I never understood of shooting time, the, and he has a fan fucking cult fandom. Like, and I never understood that. Like, I think that we could have an entire another episode on why the fuck do you guys care about Boba Fett? Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I seriously don't. He showed up in like a scene or two, had a line maybe, and all of a sudden he's the greatest shit that there's ever been. And I just don't get it. That's how bad the Didn't Mandalorian they give him a background is. Background too in the Attack of the Clones. Or yeah, was Django was his wasn't well, Django. Now he's a much bigger character because yeah. now they've done a ton of retconning and all these other IPs. Mm-hmm. But when when he first showed up, he was just another character. He just and looked he cool. Just his helmet blew up. His helmet don't get got it. all the fucking fandom. Like everybody wanted that helmet, and he was dope in the video games. Um. Anyways, yeah. anyway, what's your other fun fact? <laughs> um. Okay, so the armor that Mandalorians wear it's called Beskar armor. Um, Beskar armor simply means um, Mandalorian steel. Beskar armor is actually able to stand up against blasters and lightsabers. Wow. Wow. So okay. it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. Um, and speaking of lightsabers, the Mandalorians were actually in a great ancient war with the Jedi Order. And are pretty much considered the, the um, I don't want to say biggest nemesis, because obviously that's like the Sith. It's not that they're the they're rivals, it's more that they're, they almost won the war. Like, they're equals, basically, almost. Wow. So, I'll, I'll just, this is the Wars of the Jedi, I have a little, little thing. One of their greatest claims to fame is the long series of ancient conflicts between Mandalorian Crusaders and the Jedi and Old Republic. While the Jedi were, in the end, victorious, the Mandalorians were some of the fiercest adversaries the Force users ever came across. Able to adapt quickly to adverse situations, the Mandalorians designed their armor and technology to combat the abilities of the Jedi. A combination of jetpacks, grapples, explosives, and flamethrowers all served to counter a Jedi's Force abilities. And while their planet was scorched, Mandalore was scorched, in the battle, in the final battle of the war, to the point of being uninhabitable, members of the Vista clan were able to reclaim the dark saber, one of the most lusted after heirlooms. Which is a, my next my next point. But before we get to that point, there's a couple things that we should talk about here. First, a Mandalorians were in a war with the Jedi's. B, they almost won. They were pretty close. C, Mandalore was destroyed in the final battle of the war with the Jedi's. So a lot of times in the show. There's flashbacks to, you know, droids. Why does why does uh, Mando hate droids? Yeah. And I think it goes a little bit deeper than that because in our mind, the good guys are the Jedi. But the droids served the Jedis in the Clone Wars. And am I wrong about that? Wait, I might be wrong about that. Oh, you're right. They were actually brought in by... Um, there was like an island or something being created that was by um, Neil, Liam Neeson's character. Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon Jinn. Was, Wai-Kong, and he was developing Qui-Gon. those clones. <laughs> Not White Kanye. 
Qui Gon. Qui Gon. AKA White Kanye. AKA White Kanye. I like but that. Anyway, name better. Okay, so yeah. All right, I thought I was right about that. So, so what I'm saying is that they they keep flashing back to this point where the droids killed you know people obviously on on whatever planet, but that was our good guys that were behind that. That was America's heroes, the Jedi's that destroyed this planet uh, and made it so now the Mandalorians are fucking vagabonds running from planet to planet and forced to be bounty hunters. That's because of the Jedi's, the people that you think are heroes. So happens when you fuck with the champs, dog. You live in the sewers. You know what I'm saying? I think some yeah, I think the Jedi conversation's a good one. It's a thick, you know, a thick one where is it good or bad? I mean, obviously you you look at It's bad. Turn into what do you sticks. mean? Jedi's well, are bad? They It could turn no, good or bad. No. I think there's a good argument on what they really are. I mean, right. but 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 here's my problem. Jedi's are not that like you can we can't just sit here and say based on based on the lore that we know that Jedi's are 150% the heroes of the situation. <laughs> What's happening right now is that we're starting to find that the dark side and the light side might not might not be such a dichotomy. It might not be such a binary in which that we were kind of groomed upon to accept. Like there's the bad guy and then the good guy or this the hero's journey, right? Just Joseph Campbell type of type of narrative. What we're starting to understand is that it's just simply gray matter. It's gray area, political power. Right, these Jedi's had an enemy. They made some decisions. The decisions led to millions of innocent people being killed and a planet being destroyed, which led to a race of people being vagabonds and kind of destroying the entire race. I mean, is that your hero? Is that is that the Luke? Is that the shining knight, Luke Skywalker? Is that what you think would happen with with his order? I think that. Of course not. Of course not. That's not a hero. I think that there's more to it. And I think that that Mandalorian, I mean, that's very interesting uh, lore, but like Finn said that back in uh, Force Awakens. I mean, when he was a stormtrooper that turned good, like that was really the first time you saw an evil character. I mean, besides Darth Vader throwing the Emperor down the shaft, I guess. But that was more out of family ties than uh, like a change of, you know, loyalty. I just think that, yeah, it's politics. I mean, every side's going to have a reason to hate the other or to f- defend their territory or to attack the other if the reason is, like, for the greater good or whatever in their own minds. Like, this goes back to the morality conversation we had in the Watchmen episode. Like, even though... But for the greater good can't be... Like, there's no way destroying the planet to their, is for the greater I'm good. I'm saying it's to their own greater good in the in that decision. Like, we don't know what happened there. We don't know what the Mandalorians are planning on doing. We don't know what, like... Who knows? Like, and and when he goes to Mando, like he's the good one, right? But like when he's in his around his peers, his peers seem like shitheads until they like they eventually fight for him a little bit. But like, and they saved his yeah, ass. yeah, they do save him. Everybody saves his fucking ass. But I just think that <laughs> I think that we don't know enough. But that is interesting. I mean, yeah, the Jedi is destroying a planet is like what is that Sith? Like it seems it's that's like some Death Star weird. shit. Yeah. That's like what that's like what the Death Star was. Yeah, the planet destroyed. Yeah, so I would like to know more about that. That's and here they are doing the same shit. We're only hearing right. one side of it, though. I feel like maybe yeah. that's an the, argument. You're for right, a later Jordan. Date. You're only hearing one side. The right side. <laughs> the only side <laughs> oh, that matters. Okay. All right. Wait. All right. Let's move on. Are you a practicer so, of the Mandalore? 
the next one is about the dark saber. Did you did you guys see? At the, I mean, I'm I'm sure you saw it at the very end. Um, the dude from Breaking Bad pulls out this this black lightsaber. Yeah, that was dope. So I didn't think a very, it was a lightsaber. It is, is it a yeah, lightsaber? So, yeah, it is. Yeah. and that's a very very important item in the story. And so I'm gonna read this little thing. So. Possibly the most interesting lightsaber ever constructed is the Darksaber. The hilt is shaped quite unconventionally, with far sharper edges than the ordinary lightsaber, and the blade is black, something never before seen. This blade, which is a symbol of Mandalore, and has thus been used to unite the people of Mandalore, was constructed by Tar Visra, Visla, the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. Since it re- its recovery from the Jedi Temple, it was wielded by... Pre Visla, Sabine Wren, and Bo Katan Christ. So famous people who don't really matter for this this conversation. But what does matter is that it was constructed by the Mandalorians and the Jedi's coming together. A Mandalorian and a Jedi became a Jedi, and it got the first black lightsaber there ever was. And then if you go back to my last point, before the the planet was uh destroyed. And while a planet was scorched in the final battle of the war to the point of being uninhabitable, members of the Visla clan, which is that Visla character I just mentioned, were able to reclaim the Darksaber, one of their most lusted after heirlooms. So they still have it. That's interesting. It came out in a book, it sounds so like, what's, right? So what's that, what's that mean? Who's, who's, the, who's Gus really? Like what's his... He might be a Mandalorian. Okay. That's interesting. And did he die in the crash? Did it ever show it? Do we know? No, nah, no way. He it never. Died. It never showed it if he died or they not. They got way more story to tell from that guy for, for him to die. That's interesting. Okay, I like that. But but like, look, you have to do a deep. I mean, I kind of like you have to do a deep dive to find that out. But also, like, fuck, I wish I would have. Jordan, are you starting to are you starting to like it more that I'm doing this deep dive for you? Absolutely. You're, you're tickling my balls a little bit, and I'm into it. I like the, the, the dark saber. I mean, that's fucking badass, dude. And it's a Mandalorian, like, uh, Pete, like a olive branch between them and the Jedi's. Like, I think that's fucking And the cool. Jedi's destroyed their home planet. Like, that's you thought it was just cool. droids. It's not just droids. It's the Jedi's that did that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Okay. I got some, some appreciation for the future. I'm, I'm into that. It's, for season two. Yeah. Which is All set right. to come out at the end of the year. All right, a couple more things. Um, one is that Darth Maul at one point was the ruler of Mandalore. That's fucking badass. Okay. That's um, cool. The other thing is that Duchess Satine, who was the the ruler of Mandalore for much longer, kind of like the, the, the I guess, more kind of uh, cornerstone ruler of Mandalore, was um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's love. What? Love interest, yeah, and oh, and she died, and Obi Wan Kenobi told said multiple times that at her word, any at any point, if she would have asked him to, he would have left the Jedi Order for her. And the only reason why he stayed in the Jedi Order is because she never told him to leave, and then she died. Wow! Wow! And yeah! Wow! Obi Obi Wan's legit the best. Jedi ever, by the way. No, he's not. But okay. Yeah. yeah. That is the end. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Uh, have you yeah, heard of Mace Windu? For you guys. Come on. Um, Only because he's got a definitely not Mace here. Windu either. Mace Windu's a Although badass. I'd say Mace dude. Windu is in the top, top, top five. He got fucked. He's badass. Yoda. Yeah, Mace Yoda's Windu's up tight. there. 
it's tough. Yoda's number one. Yeah, it's tough. What are we even talking about here? Baby Yoda or or what? Grown ass Yoda. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Is that the last fact? Yeah, those are some fucking dope ass facts. That's some deep, deep fucking George Lucas lore. I fucking oh, I love it. Thanks for that, man. Um, so what? So so what? <laughs> d- does it change anything for you? Oh yeah, That's it definitely. It doesn't change the first season for me. Um, oh my God. But it definitely intrigues me for the second and in, in the future. If they, if they just, <laughs> if they just let that shit like, they don't like bring. If that doesn't have any impact on the future stories, like if it does, if it creates a Jedi versus Mandalorian like battle, like relives that story, then I'm I'm in for it. Like that'd be cool. Um, because honestly, I, also I think it needs we to have Jedi. a Mandalorian with the dark saber who's fighting another Mandalorian trying to get Baby Yoda. Like that's a in, like, but he's but he's obviously with the Empire. I mean, yeah. There's so much to unpack there. Yeah. But clearly, it makes sense for him to be with the Empire because why would he be with the with the Separatists or the the Jedi? Because they destroyed his planet. So all of a sudden, to him, the Empire becomes the good guys. Talking about to Baby Yoda? No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy with the dark saber. <laughs> oh, I was like, why? Like, it makes choice. sense that he's fighting for the Empire, right? <laughs> uh. Are you, you're saying it makes sense that he's fighting for the Empire because why would he fight for the Jedi's? Yes, okay. Because the Jedi's destroyed his well, planet. Well, that would back so up in his mind. The Empire are the good guys. That would back up the reason why he gave him until Nightfall to decide because he ultimately didn't want to kill Mando because exactly they're on the same team. So that exactly. would make more sense. Okay, but Nightfall, man, that's just such a long time. <laughs> oh, that's good. Let's, let's get some lunch. Yeah, that's some, you know some evening. We're gonna get some crumpets and some tea. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back on the morrow. Um, yeah. very interesting stuff. Okay. Well, that makes me think a little bit. Um, before I change my opinion too much, let's go into craft or trash so I can get this off my chest. Uh, no oh God, I'll go first. I'm going to give it a trash and I'm going to give it a 4.5. Are you fucking kidding me? And you're going to give this a trash. Yeah, man. I, I didn't want to watch it. Like I had, like I watched it because I was doing it for the show, but like I was not intrigued. Like the action was cool. Oh my! It God. wasn't overwhelmingly cool. Um, I liked a couple parts of it. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't really connect with any of the characters. Um, I didn't believe any of the dialogue. I thought it was over Disneyed to the fucking. <laughs> That's gonna become a term. <laughs> extreme, and I just felt like it was just like, hey, this is what people like, so we're gonna. We're gonna put this block in this block, this holder. We'll put this block in this holder, and we know that's gonna work because people will like it. Like I feel like if this wasn't Star Wars, nobody would give a shit. Oh um, my god! So that's that's my score, four point five. You want? <laughs> let's go to Jr. Let's let Zach save it. Bring it in, Jr. Uh, I'm gonna give it a craft, but like barely. I'm gonna give it a six. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I have to. It's I'm watching so many other shows that I have to like think of spectrum here and this is this is at the bottom it, it just it was great and entertaining amber and i loved watching it together it's definitely a family show but like where i'm intrigued and like like surprised i was not surprised at all i did not say what the fuck happened there you know i did like the dark i guess the dark saber i didn't realize it was a dark saber but i thought it was just some some like electric sword because there's star- storm stormtroopers have that kind of like weapon yeah. you know so there you know those specials i've been playing fallen order a lot so of course i know all these things but um but yeah i mean six is i think pretty good for me i mean it's it's not uh, yeah i'm not 
We loved it because we got to watch something together, I guess, is what I should say. But other than that, it was... So if you watched that by yourself, would it be even lower? Probably. Because uh, Amber and I got to enjoy it together. I mean, the, the Yoda stuff was great. Um, I did. I was excited to watch every episode. But as a whole, after you think about it, you know, because every Sunday or whatever we watch it Sunday nights, every it was great to watch. But after, you know, a couple of days or a week after it's gone, you're like, eh, that was okay. I thought the, you know, eh. I really hope they didn't pull. I thought when they pulled his mask off, I was a little disappointed, honestly. I thought they were going to keep it on the whole time. Couldn't even tell it was Pedro either, yeah. No, Amber's like, oh, he should have kept the mask on. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> All right. Bring us home, Z. What you got? Save save the, the children. Save the can't believe <laughs> Save the cheerleader. Save the world. <laughs> I can't believe you guys. <laughs> I am I am upset to call you my peers. <laughs> Bro, this show created a cultural phenomenon in Baby Yoda. Oh my god, it's Gizmo. It brought in Disney Plus with a fucking bang. And it took Star Wars into a... You guys say this isn't creative and you guys are out of your mind. It took Star Wars... Out of this garbage ass Skywalker saga, overdone, hit your it hit you in the face the same place time and time and time again into something new. It it, it created a world because here's what here's what Star Wars really is: an entire world, an entire universe that we should be able to explore. But what we get every time is this Skywalker saga that really only focuses on one family and their entire story. But what this does, it says, fuck all that. We got nothing to do with that. But we're going to show you what actually the world looks like in Star Wars. Which I feel like is actually really fucking cool. Here's a random Mandalorian. He finds a random little baby Yoda. And here's a random shock trooper. And it just shows you just how vast and interesting this world can be. Plus, it's, it's episodic adventure of the week with an overarching story which takes planning and... It's got Baby Yoda in it, which is cute as fucking shit. Do I think this is the best show ever? No. I actually think it gets uh, a little bit weak in the middle. I think episode four and five are trash. Not good. But I think episode one, two, and three are really good. And I think episode six, six on are really good. And I think episode nine is fucking phenomenal. Like, riveting type of storytelling. So... Overall, it's a great show, and I just can't believe you guys are not seeing this. I give it a nine. A nine. Wow. Wow. That will tip the old scale there. All right. I feel like that nine is just to be argumentative. (laughs) So that gives us a score of a 6.5. What do we got? What we got on on the old RT, the Rotten Tomatoes? Bruh, you guys guys make us very wrong. All right, so the critics got gave it a 94%. Yeah. The audience gave it a 93. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys literally are bringing me down right now. I'm much better without you. <laughs> this is what I'm learning. <laughs> and I think that maybe I should just start a solo project or something because... Like about Han you guys Solo? Are me or up. like just... Like, yeah. Just a Han Solo-focused... Han Solo focused podcast because I'm down for that. If we want to talk no, about a dude, character, please, please spare me. <laughs> spare me. Oh fuck! Uh, All right. I'll... Wow. 
Oh man. Okay. Well, I I didn't I expected that. So I knew I was in the minority here. I'm glad the JR is actually kind of close to me. That makes me feel happy. I'm not not just a grumpy old man saying get off my lawn, Disney. After after <laughs> after the facts, though, let me let me ask you a question. Now that we've already kind of done the scoring, does your like does it actually change? Because you said let me get to the score before my mind changes, Jordan. You said that before we scored. Yeah. Like, what does that actually mean? That means and that there's to be objective there's here. some Easter eggs in there that make the the uh, the long term story gives it way more potential, but ultimately I didn't some hope, right? I yeah. But hope. I just don't fucking care about any of these characters. And that's, that's, you know, that's what it is for me always. I, I have to buy into the character and I don't give a shit about any of them. Not even baby Yoda. It's like a little fucking mechanical. God, Furby. That, you keep saying gremlins. I just think of like the, the gremlins theme. It's song like a mix of gremlin cool and fucking gizmo. Like they look like that's basically what yeah. baby Yoda was to me. It's a big fucking Furby, but you know, Disney wow. knows what they're doing and I obviously don't. So <laughs> That's where we're at. Yeah, they, they make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, glad glad yeah. you're fighting for the people, Z. Uh, all right. Anything you guys want to plug before we take off? No, I'm good. No, I'm done. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, please. Uh, I'm assuming the majority of you agree with Zach, but if you have any disagreements or if you want to prove your point or tell us why uh, – Myself and JR, mostly myself, are wrong. Uh, always hit us up at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can see us on Facebook, and we'll get back on YouTube here soon. But um, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.